Welcome to Chasing Greatness, the podcast where we help you win at work, win at home, and win at life. And today is Wednesday, and I'm fired up. We're talking about winning at home today. We've 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 had a really uh, good week so far. Our content on Monday, we we had a good chance to do a little reset as we think about going into the second quarter of the year. It's crazy. March is almost over. We're we're about 90 days into. To the year here and we're thinking about some resets at work hopefully you're doing some things to try to win at work and 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 be the leader that you need to be but if you win at work and you lose at home i always say you still lose i think i think you need to win at work but i also think you want to win at home uh, nobody really wants to have relationships that don't work and and not have your body taken care of and your finances are a mess and all the all these areas that we uh that we struggle at home if we're not careful if we don't give some thought to that and so Sometimes weeks are hard. There have been some uh, good things the last couple of weeks. We've had a couple of uh, new granddaughters the last couple of weeks, but there have been some really hard parts of our last couple of weeks as well. A couple of things that were going on there with uh, with those babies coming that were just, I mean, there's just some hard stuff. And 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 yet the hard stuff really is, um, it's, just, it's just the everyday stuff. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to give you some things that I think will help you as you think about some of those relationships that you have at home. So again, welcome to Chasing Greatness. Thank you for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for downloading. You're helping us grow the channel here. We're really grateful for that. Truly are. Uh, we, we wouldn't be growing if it weren't for you. And hopefully you're finding some things that will help you as you continue to try to help yourself uh, help the people around you. It, it, I think I think it kind of is, it works both ways. If you help the people around you, it helps you. If you help, uh, if you help them in a, in a, in a, authentic way it's not it's it's got to be from the heart it can't be I'm, I'm trying to help you so you'll help me kind of thing uh, I like to think about it this way y'all know my question I ask myself sometimes do do I live my life in such a way that the people who know me the best can actually love me the most uh it's it's that's a very that's a hard question because the people that live with me will tell you sometimes I'm not that easy to love and and yet I got a I got a good little affirmation a couple of weeks ago. One of my daughters, who's grown and gone now, said, "Hey, Dad, I love you and I like you." So that that's actually maybe a better way to think about it. Do the people around you love you? They're kind of obligated to love you if they live with you, uh, especially if you pay for their tuition or you buy their toothpaste or whatever it is you do as a mom or dad. Uh, it, it, there's there's a little bit of obligation there, but but are you living in such a way that the people around you not only love you but they like you? Well. Today I got some, uh, I got some D words that I think are going to help them, and I borrowed them. I actually, I, I guess you could say, I stole them from my from my friend John Gordon, who uh, I had a chance to to be with John. We did an event together uh, right before the pandemic hit, and uh, we both spoke at this thing. And John shared uh, a talk from his book, "The Power of a Positive Team." Maybe we'll maybe we'll review this book at some point. We do a book review. Uh, we'll do one tomorrow. We got essentialism being uh, reviewed tomorrow. Greg McCown, uh, his book, um, "The Disciplined Pursuit of Less." So, if you're you're struggling with focus, you want to hear this and you want to read that book. That'll be great. But John wrote a book called "The Power of a Positive Team," and when he made this talk, he talked about these five what he called D's that destroy teams. Well, I, as I as I started thinking about it, these five D's, actually will destroy your family as well. And so, I want to share them with you today. I want to give you something to think about, and I hope you'll you'll do a little bit of uh, of a heart check here. Uh, we always talk about uh, looking in the makeup mirror, like right. If you go into a hotel and it's got two mirrors in the bathroom, uh, that's a really fancy hotel. All all 
hotels have one mirror in the bathroom, but the ones that have two, they have the little makeup mirror on the side, which is a 5X look at yourself, which really seems kind of dumb to me because I don't know why anybody would want to look five times bigger than they are. But my, my, my girls told me, Dad, this is a makeup mirror. This, is, this, this shows you every blemish, every flaw. And that's uh, maybe that's helpful. It, it, I, I mean, at my age, I, I, like wrinkles and hairs and all kinds of stuff going on. It seems kind of crazy. But when it comes to your heart, I think we don't really uh, do introspection. Dan Webster and I wrote Unstuck. Uh, we talked about inspecting uh, on the inside. Or, and, we, and we talked about it in Finding Your Way as well, just this idea of taking a deep look on the inside of how we're doing. And so I want you to take a little bit of a makeup mirror look as I, as I share John's five Ds here uh, with you that I think will actually not just destroy your team. I mean, we could use these for when at work, but they, they actually work at home. So here they are. The first one is, is, is the word divide. If you have division going on in your family, in your relationships, you're going to really struggle um, to 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 enjoy what's going on outside of work. I mean, it, it, if if you've got an agenda and she's got an agenda, or she's got an agenda and he's got an agenda, or if the kids are on one page and the adults are on another, it, it, if there's division in a family, and I find that happens when there becomes a me mindset versus a we mindset. And so, as the adult, I'm assuming most of you are adults. We do have bunch of young people who listen to this and which I'm grateful for that but the person who's the most mature in the relationship needs to own this idea that that we need to create a we culture in our family and if we have division going on uh when we talk to teams I had a chance to talk to a team last week and I and I reminded them that building a high performance team is is a, a good picture of that is is like a tug of war rope if you get everybody on the same side of the rope pulling together toward the goal a you know, against the competition, you got a really chance. You got a really good chance to create something great. But if you got everybody on your team uh, and they're on two sides of the rope and they're pulling against each other, that becomes an exhausting battle for power and all that stuff. And that's really not the way a, a, a could we call it a high performance family? That's not the way a high performance family would behave, think, act. It would. It would. It just wouldn't be congruent with their values. And so, do you have division going on in your family right now? There's an old Bible verse that says how good and pleasant it is when, when we live together in unity. And I've been in uh, relationships before where there was unity, and it is good, and it is pleasant. And I've been in relationships before where there's division. And when, when there's division in a family, it is not good, and it is not pleasant. So what can you do today to go back and say, you know what, I, I need to – Make sure I'm, I'm doing everything I can to protect the alignment of our values and what we're trying to do as a family. Uh, make sure there's no division there. So here's the second one. Uh, it's discouragement. I, I love this. For a team, it will destroy it if there's discouragement. But, man, it, it'll destroy a family if there is discouragement. It, it's it's uh, a lack of courage is what it is. That's what, that's what dis, discourage. It's like there's a lack of courage. And if we really want to have a great family – we really want to be a great family member. I, I would just encourage you to make sure you're putting courage into the people in your family. What can you do to build them up, not tear them down? What can you do to validate them, not just tolerate them? It's, it's how can we really value the people around us, the people we live with, the people who love us the most, the people we love the most? Um, because we don't want to really have a, a, a culture or a, an attitude even 
of discouragement. It is so hard uh, when you feel discouraged. And sometimes our circumstances get in the way and they are what cause us to be discouraged. And there's some things we can't control. I know we had a situation, you know, just in the last couple of weeks in our family, we really couldn't control it. And so, but, but the anxiety and the worry and the fear and the doubt, all those kind of things can creep in if you're not careful when you don't have control over things and, uh, and, they, and they can actually lead to discouragement. So as you think about that concept, do you have some places in your family right now where discouragement has kind of popped its head up and what can you do to go back and, and, and put courage into that situation where maybe somebody is feeling some anxiety, somebody is feeling some fear, somebody is feeling some doubt. As, uh, as the leader of the family, mom or dad, uh, even a young person, maybe you're the leader, one of the leaders in your family. You, may, you don't have to be old to be a leader. Um, I just would really encourage you to, to be a, a courageous leader, one who puts courage into others. It's really important if you're going to uh, protect your family. Discouragement really will destroy things. Uh, here's another one, distraction. I, I've talked about this the last couple of weeks. Uh, in in the form of noise versus quiet. It struck me a couple of weeks ago. I, I've not really heard anybody talk about this very much. I, I, there needs to be more conversation about this. But noise shows up on our calendar, on our schedule, whether we put it there or not. This, this noise that we have, sometimes noise in our own head when we talk about discouragement, you know, that's an example. But there's other noise. There's social media. There's There's email. There's work. There's there's uh, there's soccer games, whatever you got going. There's carpool. I mean, you're, you're just we're just busy. We got all kinds of stuff going on. If we're not careful, there's be a bunch of noise going on all the time. And some of those things are really good, but if we don't have some quiet, it'll be hard for us to lead from a position of strength or or, or to feel strong. And you're going to need strength for the people around you. You're going to need to be strong for for your son, your daughter, your husband, your wife. Your mom, your dad, I, I don't know, who, but somebody's going to need to borrow some of your strength. And if you don't ever have any quiet, you don't have any silence in your life, you don't have any solitude to really think through and to maintain perspective and some of those kind of things, you're going to struggle to be able to, to give that. And distraction is going to come against you and it's going to try to to dominate your time. And so let's let's be mature leaders who, who lead ourselves first. We put some time on our calendar. We put some time on our schedule. We don't feel guilty about that. Uh, we actually should feel guilty if we don't do that. If you ask me, we, we should feel guilty if we're just winging it with our life. So many people are depending on you, leader. And if you really want to chase greatness, you're going to need some quiet in your life. You can't be quiet all the time, but you really cannot have noise all the time and expect to, to have great impact. So there's got to be some time that we can unplug from busyness and really lock in. Uh, John's fourth word was uh, distortion. And I love this word because this is about truth. And uh, so many times in our family lives, uh, he talked about it in a team concept, but, I, but in the family world, so many times we listen to lies. We really do. We, we, we actually, we get in a conversation with somebody. We begin to uh, create this narrative in our head, if we're not careful, of what they're thinking. They might not even say, they might not even be thinking it. And we begin to build a case of why they're thinking what they're thinking, or we, we start to justify you know, ourselves and we start to vilify someone else. And if we're not careful, we really begin to tear down those relationships that are most meaningful to us. And we actually do the opposite of what we're trying to do. If we, if we try to control things, it, it just things just spiral at that point. And so um, are you listening to lies in your relationship? Do you, do you 
uh, or do you have a, a, a source of truth? I've, I've told you before, I love to read the Bible. It just, it just reframes my perspective. It helps me stay grounded in what is real, what, is, what I believe to be true. Uh, it, it, actually, it's either true or it's not true. It doesn't matter what I believe. But, but uh, I think so many times we get things distorted. And it's interesting, if you do read the Bible, you'll find uh, that, that the, the villain in the Bible is the devil, and it calls him the father of lies. And if you go all the way back to the Garden of Eden and the very beginning, uh, what he did is he questioned truth. He tried to pull down truth. Maybe we'll do an episode on that at some point, because I think we live in a culture right now where everybody just says, just do whatever is true to you, whatever feels right to you. And um, there really has to be some kind of source of truth and some kind of code that we live by. And, and yet I think we've, we have just kind of forfeited that in so many places. And it's no wonder to me, as I think about that, that, that families so many times don't work because there's this distortion of what is true, what is real. And we listen to um, things that really we shouldn't be listening to uh, when it comes to, to those narratives and things that, you know, we build into our mind. So, Division, discouragement, distraction, distortion. And John's fifth word uh, was just the, the word doubt. And I think doubt sometimes uh, can creep into our mind. And some of you are uh, people of faith. I'm, I'm a person of faith. I do believe there's a God, and I don't think I'm him. I think I, I really do believe we ought to have an authority in our lives. And, and doubt is, it comes down to, can I really trust God? Can, do, can I really trust that uh, that he cares uh, for me, that he he wants to have a relationship with me, and I don't know I don't know what you believe or what you think about, but I, but I can tell you this: if you have doubt going on in your family as it relates to God, or if you have doubt in the relationships that you have, it's it's about trust, right? If you, I mean, that's what faith is: it's it's being able to trust in something that you really can't see. Well, in our relationships around us, we actually can see those things, and and so many times the relationships around us, we begin to doubt. Can we really count on this person? Can we, can we trust this person? And what I found is trust is it takes a long time to grow trust. It, it, it actually grows over a lifetime. I, as I think about my wife and I, uh, we've been married almost 35 years now. We're, we're, we're close to 35 years. We will be in just a couple months. And as I think about that, uh, trust really has actually grown over time. I, mean, I trusted her when we started, and she trusted me. But I just trust her more and more as we've gone. It, it's because she's given me reason to trust her, and I've given her reason to trust me. That trust has grown. Now, what we think is we think trust grows slowly over time, and we think we can lose trust in a moment. And honestly, we can. Uh, it, it's, it, I mean, there's things we could do to blow up our trust with the people that we live with. You could do something really stupid in a moment and and lose the trust of the people. But but what I've noticed is that trust actually is not so much an explosion as it is erosion. It, it, it doesn't blow up in a moment typically. So if you're married, let me, let me kind of uh, talk about this for a second. So if, if you think about this idea, people don't wake up in the morning one day and think, hey, I think I'll go have an affair today. I mean, that's just not what happens. It, it's, it's they, they get comfortable with somebody maybe that they know. They start having conversations that they shouldn't have, and then emotionally they get involved. And then at some point they end up in a place uh, w which is disastrous. And, and, they, and it feels like that's the moment that blows up the whole thing. But honestly, it was this, these, this erosion that happened over time, and they didn't keep 
as my friend Dan Webster always says, they didn't keep returning to innocence. They didn't keep uh, coming back clean when something popped up. And it's like, that's not right. They didn't go back to what is right. And, and instead, they, they justified it. Or maybe they felt bad the first time and they got, like, well, I got to get back to where I'm supposed to be. And then it, something happened again. And then they, they kind of take another step and uh, they, they, they get like, I feel bad about that. I got to get, get back. But they don't go back to where they started. They go back to where they were. And I think that's really dangerous. And so uh, that's, that's one of the things that, that causes doubt or, or, or the erosion of trust is when we don't do what we know we should do day by day by day. That's how you grow trust. That's how you build trust. And, and that's how you maintain trust. And so I just want to encourage you as you think about your relationships that matter most, uh, it, it's kind of heavy to talk about, you know, marital affairs, those kind of things here. But, but this can happen in a conversation with your with your kid, or if you are a kid with your mom or dad, you know, you earn trust. You 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 get more uh, opportunities if you're faithful with the opportunities you've been, been given. It's almost like a curfew, you know. If you if you come in when you're supposed to, you'll find yourself at some point your curfew will will get extended if you're one of those young people out there who are, who are listening. So there's all kind of ways that this is applicable here, but but trust is not so much forfeited by an explosion as it is by erosion. So do you have places in your in your most sacred relationships, I'll be so bold as to say sacred here, because they really are your relationships that mean the most. Do you have places in those relationships where you have some cracks in the foundation? And if you do, you got you got to you got to take care of that. If you don't, it's ultimately it can it can uh, it can just crush your family. So all these things, uh, doubt is 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 the last one here. But you know we got distraction and and. Um, and discouragement, all, all these things. I, I, I really want to challenge you to think back through our list. Let me see if I can read our list to us one more time. And, and if you can get this list and really think through, like, what, where do I have some gaps here? Where do I have some places that are, that are um, causing our family problems and my, relation, my most sacred relationships problem? I think you really can, can make problems or make progress here. So we don't make problems. So we won't, we, it, is there division? You got to shore that up. You got to have unity. That's where that's when it's good and pleasant. Do you have discouragement? Uh, you, you, our job really is to put courage into the people we live with. They're going to need they're going to need that. Uh, do, do you have distraction? Are have you gotten busy? You're just in a car all the time. You're taking somebody. She's taking somebody. Everybody's gone, and we're really we're, we we live in the same house, but we're really not together. Uh, do you have distortion? You've been listening to lies, and and finally, is there is there doubt? Can you trust God? Can you trust the people around you? Are you doing what you can to build trust with the people and in those places where things are maybe slightly eroding, you're coming back and you're going, I got to protect my integrity because it ultimately protects my family. So hopefully that's helpful to you. I hope you really will pick something there, focus on it. Let's, let's make sure that we're doing everything we can to win at home. It really is important uh, because you really, if, if you win at work and you lose at home, you, you really are not going to feel good about that. So I want to, I want to just challenge you to, push on this hard and if you know some people who are um who are in a family and they're, they're trying to win at home i hope you'll share this with them hope you'll encourage them i hope you'll together uh continue to chase greatness it's it's about reaching our potential but also helping the people around us do that and the, and the people that that are at home with us they're the people that we love the most let's live our lives in such a way that the people who know us the best love us the most, and like us on top of that. That'd be great. So love you guys. I'll see you on Friday.